and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we have a special guest, Gerilyn Thomas of Metropolitan Organizing, and we're going to be talking about the challenges people face when starting a business. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? Oh my gosh, I'm excellent. Thank you. I am sitting at my desk my studio and I am not alone I'm always alone <laughs> in addition to Bix I have Gerilyn Thomas of Metropolitan Yay! Organizing Yay! I'm so jealous I know I just wouldn't it say. be great if we were all here together now you know, know how I feel Shannon because I'm always jealous listening oh. to you <laughs> that's nice <laughs> So Gerilyn is a, a fellow professional organizer. That's how she and I became friends. We met at an APO conference, and um, and she is so she's like, uh, well, I don't want to get too, I don't know. It sounds I'm, I don't want to get too overwrought, but she's like a rock. She's a rock star in our mm-hmm. community of organizers. So not only is she nationally known television personality because she was a regular on the TV show Hoarders and did a bazillion episodes, sixty, you know, yeah. 22, 20, so 22, close. So right. <laughs> I really 2060, same time. No, 22, yeah, right. 22. <laughs> Episodes of Hoarders, can you imagine? And um, But now her, uh, what she's doing primarily is coaching people who are starting new businesses. Particular, she does a lot of coaching of uh, professional organizers. In fact, today she had three organizers from St. Louis area come to my home and where she gave them each a one-hour coaching, or she sold them each a one-hour coaching session. So... Um, I said, hey, want to be on the podcast too? And she's, she was actually excited to do it. Thrilled. <laughs> Thrilled would be a better description. I, I was going to say, Janine made it sound like, you know, she was shocked that you were, would be willing to do it. Yeah. Why would I, why would anybody be shocked? Because to me, I told Janine, I feel like I've been invited to a red carpet event. <laughs> It's decidedly less glamorous than that, but um, I'll goodness. be the judge of that. Yeah, today. right. But, and, and I should also mention that Gerilyn is the author of a couple of books. In case people are interested in that, we can put links in the show notes. But she's the author of From Hoarding to Hope, right? Mm-hmm. And decluttering your home: uh, tips, tradition, tips, tactics, and trade secrets. Yeah, that's a book that's full of pretty pictures and. All sorts of great tips. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice of you to mention. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, anyway, here we are, and we've been having a good time, and this is going to just add to the experience, having this opportunity to chat. Well, and I think it'll be super helpful to our listeners because, Gerilyn, I'm sure you have a lot of really great uh, experience and um, with and ideas for people starting businesses. Yeah, and it's kind of fun because I love how it ties in with what uh, both of you are always talking about is, you know, just letting go of perfectionism, getting to good enough, and um, being the best you can be on that particular day. It's it's hard to start a business, right? Yeah. Yes. I was just thinking that of all the things that you can do 
that you could let pa um, perfectionism paralyze you. And it, yes. Starting a business has got to be one of the most difficult things. Because I agree. You want to do it right. Right. Yeah. Are yeah. you a perfectionist, Cheryl? No, I'm probably, I listen to you guys all the time while I'm walking my dog. And I always try and decide where I am. And if you can visualize one of those like sliding scales, every topic, I try to push myself like where I would be on that sliding scale, far left, far right, in the middle, to the center, you know, so it's kind of fun for me. I think I waver, you know, depending on the topic. Right. Yeah. You're a perfectionist, a little more perfectionist about some things right. and less about other things. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and do you find that a lot of your clients, your coaching clients, have perfectionistic tendencies? Oh, yes. And it <laughs> depends. And it, they're, yeah, I think, you know, I think it's something we all relate to because what one person wants to be perfectionistic about, the other one maybe not. And, you know, I always say the kissing cousin to perfectionism is procrastination. So people get stalled out and then it's trying to figure out why they're stalling or procrastinating. Right. And I just feel like jumping in and I neglected to say that Geraldine lives in North Carolina, so she has fun little things like kissing cousins and she sprinkles <laughs> conversations with things like that. <laughs> Janine constantly reminds me I'm not from around here when I'm in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Oh, procrastination and, and uh, perfectionism definitely go hand in hand. I always think about how how hard it is to get started if you think you have to do it perfectly. It's right. impossible. Right. Yes. And if people are interested in that, they can go to episode 12. That's right. <laughs> Your procrastination episode. Yeah. yeah, and we actually have a getting started episode in there somewhere too, don't we? Is that true, I, Shannon? Or did I we, think I, am we, I imagining I, that? I don't think you're imagining it. I think we do. Um, I think we do. I'm now. I'm like quickly looking because of too. course I can't remember. It's a race. It's, it's episode 49. 49. Yeah, that Ooh. was recently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping there's a part two on aging. That was like one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> oh, I think there will be because we've forgotten everything that we said in mm -hmm. episode 54. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so I know you have a special emphasis on on branding and marketing when you're working with clients is there a reason that is it just float your boat or what is it about branding and marketing is it because people want to know about it yes that I, I kind of came into it because of that it was demand so mm -hmm. um, I started off I really wanted to work with them on their processes because I think people get really jazzed up about starting a business and how do you do this how do you work with a client what do the clients typically want to know um, so that led to kind of more behind the scenes, learning the process. And I would tell people, don't worry so much about, you know, how to fold a towel and make the linen closet beautiful. Um, but instead work about, think about your process. Like if I fold towels this way, this might be the Geraldine Thomas way, which P.S. there's not a Geraldine Thomas way to do that. <laughs> if there were, but let's imagine Shannon had her way of doing towels. Janine had her way of doing towels. So, um, I do think that's a part of your branding though. So if you wanted to uh, do something unique, that could be one of your signature things to do. So that would be one example of a process. But also think about, you know, my example is um, if you check into a hotel and you were blindfolded and it was just the clerk behind the desk checking you in, the words that they use, the way that the lobby sounded and felt and maybe smelled, you could probably guess if maybe, you know, if you've stayed in a variety of hotels, 
which hotel line you were in mm -hmm. based on the language. Some of the clerks will be more formal. Some of the language is different. And I try to tell people that's the same with your whatever business you're in, organizing or chiropractor, interior designers. That's part of your branding. The things you say, the way you say them, the process of, you know, getting things done. Sort of the experience that you create for a yes. client. Yes, absolutely. So you work primarily with service providers. Yes. Right. So they are creating experiences. Right. Yeah. And um, it strikes me that if you're, as a new business owner, I, I did the same thing. Get really wrapped up in, how am I going to do this? Because it's scary to think, i got to go into somebody's house. Technique. And, yeah, technique and processes that way. If I don't think about marketing, I've got a lot of time to learn about those processes, right? Because you're not going to have... You're going to have a lot of spare time on your hands because you're not going to have a lot of repeat clients. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. Right. right. Yeah, so do... Um, people get perfectionistic about marketing and branding? Oh my goodness, yes, right? And they, they tend to want to do what they consider the fun things. And for a lot of business owners, the fun stuff is the visual part of branding, not necessarily marketing. So that would mean, let's design a logo or have one designed. Let's pick our business colors. Let's decide on a business name. Those are typically kind of the fun parts of business, right? Starting a business. For many people, they are. Mm -hmm. um, but there's other things, right? So you think about the way you write your phone number on your business cards. Are you using dashes or dots or parentheses around it? And then you have to do that consistently. Is that appearing the same on your website or um, social media profiles? Um, there's something called pipes, those little vertical lines. So some mm -hmm. people use those to break things apart. I, I'm, my head's a little bit blown away because I never thought I didn't give any thought to how my phone number is written, and I suspect my designer did. Mm -hmm. um, sure. And it's so true. That's so important. I mean, when I think about the difference between dots and parentheses and, da and hyphens or dashes, it's, it really makes a, a, an impact. It's like a subconscious impact. Absolutely. Yeah. It all matters when people land on your website. And it, it speaks to your specific target audience, right? So some things are considered more traditional or classic. Some things might be a little edgier. So I have a question, Gerilyn. These things are important, and they're also the kind of thing that you can really trip over mm -hmm. if you have a hard time making a decision. Do you have some tips on how to pay attention to the details without getting mired in them? Well, I think it's important to, to know thyself when you start yeah. this process, right? And um, I can make suggestions for people, but they ultimately, it's their decision. And again, the problem when many new business organizers or business owners start their businesses, they don't know who they're talking to yet. And again, with the branding, so we talked a little bit about the visual, right? Then it's point of view and verbal and how not to get wrapped up in that. It, mm -hmm. it does take time, and there are things that, you know, I look for when I'm helping people. So are they, you know, typically a more anxious person or a more confident person? Do they frustrate easily? Do they have, um, do they have learning curves that they adapt to quickly? Like, what throws them off? Is it the technology or the design part of it or colors or theories or... 
some people are just overwhelmed and don't know where to begin. So again, going back to procrastination or perfectionism. Um, <laughs> does, that, does that make sense so far? Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. and some people just tend to be overly critical of themselves, right? They, right? they don't trust their own judgment. Like what comes naturally to them, they want to second guess it. Right. As I've been th- as I'm listening to you, I've, I've been thinking, how did I make those decisions? And not not being a perfectionist about that, right? Because I'm lucky that way. I just let somebody else make them. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Right. And, and, it, and it's I, you know what to I your did? advantage. I let it be easy. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. And so Nora Brown was my graphic designer. She was awesome, and uh, she just said, "This is." She just told me, and I'm and I thought they looked good. Yes. And she probably there was a lot to it on her end, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. All of yeah. all of the things that are on your website, especially if they were put there by a designer, um, it's very intentional. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you walk in a beautiful home or a great commercial office building. I mean, it's everything matters, right? That mm-hmm. it's all in the details. Which for me is why I chose to invest in a professional design, not just because of her expertise but because of my lack of expertise. And yes. it would be a huge learning curve. And I would have totally second-guessed myself on every step right. of it because I don't feel I am great with color. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some. I mean, and we're all, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. And um, interestingly enough, I know, of course, you're a fabulous writer. So you had an easier part writing your content, yeah, right? Point bad. of view, uh, vocabulary, word, you know, the choices. So those are things that really bog other people down how to write their own bio or even naming conventions so we talk about this as organizers shannon when we teach people how to file there are Mm -hmm. so many different ways that people you know name their files right yeah and as point of view what what um person you use i versus we versus they uh uh, you you Mm -hmm. what's the uh, first person second person yeah yeah right so i started i started out with Third person. Yes, and, and a I, lot of people do because we want to sound bigger and better than yeah. we really are. Not, I didn't start with second person. It was third person. Okay. Uh, uh, I didn't say I. I didn't say we. I said she. Okay. About myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like third person. Uh, Jimmy from Seinfeld, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, and then I switched along yeah. the way to right. I, and there's occasional we in there now. Mm-hmm. I should have more we. I have employees. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, and I use a team, so I have to fluctuate between using I, right, because mm-hmm. I will coach, I do coach, uh, versus a team of independent contractors. We will come to your house and do this or that. So, yeah, yeah. careful. I mean, it's all, right, it's a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing with point of view, I always say to think of your favorite TV show characters. So this is an exercise I do with people I coach and try to um, remove their name, like read a script that they that the, the show would have, remove the name and see if you can guess which characters are saying that. So oh. it's a it's a great exercise and some a show that's really popular that a lot of people can say that they've actually seen several times is something like The Office, right? So if I start talking about sprinkles my cat and there's no way and my collar's buttoned up and I'm this and that, you can sort of guess who I'm talking about, right? Angela. (laughs) Angela. (laughs) And if I say something super inappropriate and... (laughs) 
<laughs> awkward and everybody, you know, kind of curls their toes. You, it's either Michael or Andy, right? Right. <laughs> so, and Dwight has his own voice. His and, own very strange voice. Yes, very yes. strange voice. He writes in that uh, kind of like he's cyber security or something really weird. But there's, you know, the nice guy and the nice girl in the show, Pam and Jim. And yep. you can you can pick out what they're saying. So that's what I mean by point of view. You can be edgy or racy or genteel or um, real casual. You can love alliteration or detest alliteration. Right. Um, you can write with three exclamation points to really get your point home. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. And so are you talking about that in the context of having that be consistent throughout all of your writing? Yes. Having that point of view? On your website. And then... Um, I'll, I'll share with you without using specific people's names some examples of when that goes wrong. So somebody might have a traditionally written website where it's more formal and uh, then they show up at your house and you've read their about page and they're well educated and it's very, let's just say prim and proper. Mm-hmm. And then they show up and that is not what you were imagining. So they might look completely different like covered in tattoos or something just yeah what (laughs) you know whatever you consider edgy or (laughs) untraditional Mm -hmm. so they might be super casual with their language one-on-one or their appearance might not match what's written on their website so you want to make sure it's kind of a covering all your bases right well and I think the thing that is when you're first starting out, it's easy to think you need to be a particular way Yes. when you really need to be who you are. Right. You know, there are people who want to hire edgy, tattooed organizers, and there are people who want to hire prim and proper organizers. So, right. you know, it just helps your audience decide if you're the right person for them. And it doesn't really do you any favors if you pretend to be something you're not. I agree 100%. You're doing your own branding a disservice when you do that. It's, again, going back to that hotel check-in, right? If you're checking in at the Ritz for this really nice escape weekend where you want to be pampered and taken care of and, you know, surround yourself in plush, lush, gorgeous things and be treated nicely and called, you know, ma'am and my pleasure and stuff like that. But instead, you're given a warm cookie and called by your first name. It doesn't match, right? There's a, it it doesn't line up. Yeah, and it's the same thing, like if you check into the Ace in Portland and you want the hipster experience, if someone, you know, greets you very formally and doesn't chit-chat with you, you know, it's not the experience you're there after. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Opera at the coffee house, not going to work right. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of the reasons I started blogging when I started my business. I could blog because, I mean, I was a writer before I started my business, so it was easy for me. But it was really because I wanted to be as authentic as I could because I'm naturally messy. And so I didn't want people expecting a, a really buttoned up type A person um, when I showed up at their house. Imposter syndrome, right? Uh-huh, right, I did not want that. And so blogging and just really trying to, I would, I think I was quite honest in my blog posts, although I haven't read them in a long time. I'm sure I was. Um, <laughs> You uh, tend to be. So. I tend to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I really was I hated faking anything. Yes, I hated right. that. So um, for me, that was part of my branding. Was I think in a way was that authenticity? It was just mm-hmm. like, look, I understand. I I know 
Right. I know what it feels like to be surrounded by clutter. Right. And one of my favorite questions to ask new business or new organizers is, were you born organized or did you learn to become organized? And you have forever said you had you became more organized. Right. I'm, I've, I, I say, though, that I'm organized in my head. I was always the most organized until I became an organizer and got surrounded by really organized people. <laughs> I was always the most organized person right. at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, organized my head, but I'm just a pig. <laughs> Comparison, <laughs> the thief of joy, right? Right. Geraldine and I are roommates at conferences, and so she knows that when she rooms with me, it looks like a bomb went off in, in my suitcase. I adore it. I love every <laughs> minute of it. <laughs> Hit me with your shrapnel, Jane. <laughs> and so when she came here last night, and she got at her computer and stuff, and we were upstairs... She's staying downstairs. I said, you're encouraged to just leave your, your stuff anywhere, please. <laughs> By all means, trash my house, please. <laughs> yeah. Now I forgot where we were. That's all very interesting, Geraldine, because I have to say that I don't give a lot of thought to branding and marketing despite the fact I've, I, I do okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you do better than okay. She's being modest, Shannon, very she, modest. She is being modest. Right. But Well, but you know what? I think that you are... You are your brand in that you are authentically you, which is your brand. And so, like, you know, we could um, reverse engineer it mm-hmm. um, to see, you know, sort of how you got to where you are. But I think that um, your consistency comes from choosing to be um, forthright in who you are. Right. And so really all I, the only reason I did not, that was not, an effort to get you guys to say nice things about me. <laughs> but it worked, it worked like a charm. <laughs> yeah. The reason I brought it up was I was just going to say, I don't, since I don't think that much about this stuff, I didn't really think about the fact that all those things that you mentioned are part of branding. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, honestly, the whole business card phone number, or not just the business card, but the whole Tip of the branding. iceberg, Janine. Yeah. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And I can see, when I started, I, I would love to have had... Uh, been able to hire someone like you. I didn't know about anybody like you. I mean, you helped me a lot when we met um, a f- couple years later. Thank but, you. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. But uh, yeah, that's really cool. And I bet, do you ever f- find yourself when you see you have a client and you've given advice and you're waiting for them to act on it and they're they're not acting on it because they're freaked out or because of procre- um, perfectionism? Mm-hmm. Do you just want to shake them? No, I never, I never want to put my hands on it and shake them. Okay, good answer. Yeah, that has never even crossed my mind. No, I, I think that people kind of come along, and I, I like to kind of plant the seeds and germinate those seeds, let them germinate, but we all have to take the authentic path that's right for right. us, and I do, I do have faith that people end up where they need to be when they need to be there, when they're ready yeah. to accept that, right? And it's like our organizing clients. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. right. And your coaching clients, right, Shannon? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you guys know this, right? Prioritizing is a really difficult thing for probably half of the people that seek help mm-hmm. in, uh, on any level, Right. Prioritizing. What do I do first? How do I oh, get yeah. started? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And, and is it um, when you offer advice on prioritizing? Does the advice vary based on the individual situation, or can you say, really, the first thing that most new new organizers should do is X? Well, I think 
for certain industries, there's an order of operations, right? So you want to make sure that you're covered legally and doing the right things. So you don't want to set yourself up for a disaster or, and again, you don't know what you don't know when mm -hmm. you start a business, which is dangerous. Um, I'll, I'll share a not so dangerous example when I first started is <laughs> I thought I was going to be the world's best filer. Like I really saw myself as the filing champion. <laughs> and <laughs> champion. It's a champion. Wow. It was a competition among all filers in the world. Um, and this is, of course, before computer filing was really a huge thing, digital filing. So I had a call and it was from a gentleman and he was probably one of my first 10 clients. And he said, I need help filing. And I thought to myself, you know, the fist bump to myself, yeah, girl, you got this, go, <laughs> go forth and file. So I show up at his house and of course I didn't have a great process for an intake either. That was really delightful learning curve. <laughs> and I showed up and he owned um, over 30 properties, rental properties. And everything was just helter-skelter in his office. And I looked around and I thought, okay, this won't be too bad, right? Until it occurred to me that I've only ever really filed for myself. I've never really owned 32 properties. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so I wasn't sure, like, do I file by zip code, by address? I mean, it was awful. And he had to actually teach me a lot about filing. I mean, I could get the stuff in order, but I didn't even, like, the taxonomy naming conventions, I was clueless. So... I didn't know what I didn't know. Was he a satisfied customer? He was wonderful, yes. We went on and I organized his beach house, his um, main residence, oh, nice. other businesses for him. His wife hired me. Yeah, it turned worked out, out fine. Oh, wow. It worked out fine, but wow, who knows why, right? <laughs> I, I, he felt sorry for me, I'm sure. It was a sympathy client. Did you let on to him that you didn't know what of you course, were doing? Of course, yes, right. because I could not ever have faked that. It would be like, you know, when you're in third grade and the teacher sends you to the board, okay, now spell sequestered. And you're like, could you use that in a sentence? <laughs> that was me. Could you tell me how these properties are being rented? <laughs> no, I did not. So, yeah, that probably was why he was... Yeah, but that was a big part of his uh, ability to be satisfied by the situation was that you were open about it and then you were open to learning how he, I mean, really, you were able to get the job done. I did get it done. It probably took me 10 times longer, but I, that was, he did not have to pay for my learning curve. But I learned a lot on that job. And I, again, I'm always so thankful that he and his wife were so patient with me, right? Mm -hmm. They could have, that could have gone really bad. Like, I think now a Google review on that would have been, whoa, we hired this woman and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Geraldine, what, I mean, there's so many things to think about when starting a business. What, what advice do you give someone? Like, where do you start? Where does someone start when they're, when they have this idea and they don't know how to move forward? Um, I would say let's make an agreement that you're not going to become overly critical of yourself and you're not going to overanalyze anything. So those are two, mm -hmm. to me, good places to start. And yeah. people will usually <laughs> naively agree to those things. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, you know, there's a nice gentle way to do it. So take the low-hanging fruit. Are you, do you consider yourself better with 
written, you know, writing skills? Could you mm-hmm. talk about yourself? Or do, are you drawn to more the creative side? Would you like to help picking out colors and looking at fonts and symbols and things like that? Um, are there websites that especially appeal to you? Or let's talk about, you know, maybe giving your business a name. That is a huge stumbling block for probably, I don't even know, 75% of the people who start a business is what to name it. Especially in our industry because they're just only so, I mean, it seems like everything people think of is taken. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's, we were lucky early that we got started Right, a long time ago, where it wasn't so hard, right. and, but it was still hard. Absolutely. So, so, fifteen years later, people are having to come right. up with names. Yeah. Uh, another tip might be something like you. Both of you have discussed this on your past episodes, and you know, eliminate the should statements. So, stop telling yourself, stop putting out these messages because you're the one absorbing them. Is I should be doing this, and I should look this way, and I should mm-hmm. be where my competitors are, because that's just so unhelpful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it really is. And it can and it can be so demoralizing. Oh my gosh. And yes. you know, get you even more mired in you know, the stuckness that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Overestimating and over prepping would be another area that I see people, especially people in the organizing industries, over preparation. So hey, I've got a thirty minute talk that I'm doing for free at a local club. Okay, great. Let's go over your topics. And sometimes I listen to their 30-minute talk or I have them send me their notes. How long have you spent on this? Gosh, at least 40 hours. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're more Aww. than ready for this. Okay, so Aww. trying to just stop the over prep or, right. or when, right. when at client sessions, I remember I used to like overthink so much about it and bring along all these things that I didn't need. And, and or I, even now, I think I know how it's going to go. And I just said that to my team member the other day. Yeah, it's, this is what I think, but a 50% chance it's not going to go like that. Right. But, yeah. Right. Right. I just want to interrupt. I don't know if you can hear, but in case you can, Shannon, Bix is having a dream. <laughs> so oh, is he? Yeah. He's dreaming of his new business. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's making those you know, dog dream sounds. Oh, that's so cute. I couldn't yeah. hear him, though. Oh, okay. Well, just in case, it, I just wanted to explain it. It might come it up on through. the microphone, yeah. Right, yeah. Hmm. That's cute. Uh, so when Shannon asked about um, where to get started, your responses were, I think, focused on branding and marketing. Yes. Is branding and marketing where they should get started in general? Besides, I mean, there's the legal stuff. Picking a name, right? Mm-hmm. Picking a name, Picking doing a name. the legal stuff. So is Picking a name part of marketing and branding? It seems like to me like it would be. It's a huge part of it. Yes, absolutely. But making sure that your name's not already in use, of course, that's big. And if your name, if the name that you're thinking of has been trademarked, definitely let that idea go. Um, So a lot of people don't even understand what trademarking is, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that hurdle to cross. Um, But I always, you know, share with people some examples of naming my own business name is metropolitan organizing and i was so proud of that business name that i used it for everything every email when i signed up for things like netflix and (laughs) oh no it gets better um you know that little clicker remote thing you hand you hold in your hand and you click so my emailing address is g thomas at metropolitan organizing when you're logging into netflix oh yeah that's a really good 
great example yeah. of when you don't want a big long business name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same, yeah, yeah. In the same way. It's it's possible I cursed Janine's email address when I was using her login for Hulu on my Apple. Boo Hoo. <laughs> Boo Hoo. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, not that I'm using someone else's login. Right. No, none of us would ever do that. But if by chance I asked you to log in for me so that you could watch something, you would actually curse me for, for having no. a 75 letter. No, but right. Mike had to leave the room because, you know, it beeps every time. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah if we knew... Yeah, than what so we true. know now about those yeah. email addresses, right? Or even yeah. social oh, media, right? Like yeah. metropolitan organizing. People write checks. They can't. It, I feel really like I should be on Wheel of Fortune. Like buy a vowel. There's another O in there. Metropolitan. <laughs> yeah, and I'm peace of mind organizing. So yes. people want to write P-I-E-C-E. Oh. And so I, it's always peace of mind organizing. That's P-E-A-C-E. Yes. I mean, yeah, spelling, saying my email address. You or, do something great with your business name, though. Your business name actually tells people what they'll, a benefit that they have from working with you, which I think is a beautiful thing. Yes, that is good. Yes. Metropolitan organizing doesn't quite do No, that. they have no <laughs> No idea. Metropolitan plumbing, metropolitan <laughs> opera, metropolitan art museum. Yeah, there's nothing. No clue what I'm doing. <laughs> Shannon, what do you call your business? Uh, it's just my name, just Shannon Wilkinson. Where did I you just, get that idea? <laughs> I, you know, it just came to me one yeah. day. Good. <laughs> I did have a business name for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I was Perception Studios. Uh, and which worked fine in sort of in the context I was working in, but then I wanted to move out of that and just go back to shannonwilkinson.com because mm-hmm. it was so much easier. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's an easy way to get started, that's for mm-hmm. sure. To just use your name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Much easier for marketing, right? And that's, yeah. that's one thing when I was on TV, um, after hoarders, I learned nobody in the world was Googling metropolitan organizing. But lucky for me, I have a unique name with a unique right. spelling. So people remembered my name, and that um, now still comes up in searches pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. You you and our friend Standalin Robertson. Yes, Standalin <laughs> Robertson and Geraldine Thomas, yeah. two names that yeah. are unique in the organizing industry. Yeah. Whereas there are many Janines in organizing, yes. which is so weird because there aren't many Janines in, in life, in my life, generally. Like, I've no. always had a unique name. But I can think of, like, six off the top of my head in whom yes. are members of NAPO. It's yes. crazy. It's an organized name, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Huh. Well, this has been really helpful. I'm just, I'm thinking about, like, people who want to get started. And what always happens to me is I listen to something like this. I'm like, oh, that's all perfectly clear. And then I go off to do it. And then I'm like, what? I don't even know where to start. (laughs) So what what would be confusing? Because I want to share, like, a little something to keep in mind for anybody who might be listening that is starting a business is I think of starting a business um, as if you are driving on a really dark road in fog or a thunderstorm or something like that, and you have your headlights on. And the headlights are great for the next few feet, several feet in front of you, but they don't illuminate the whole path, right? You can't right. see the whole way home. And I think that's the same when you start a business. So spotlight, 
a couple steps in front of you, take those steps, keep moving forward, and I think it's no need worrying about everything at once. I think that's excellent advice. And in small businesses usually can be nimble enough to make changes as their needs and perceptions change. Absolutely. I think it's also useful to commit to something, you know, make a decision, commit to something and stick with it for a period of time and then adjust it as opposed to um, trying to constantly make adjustments so you never actually settle into anything to see if it's working or not. Absolutely. That's that's important as well. And the flip side of that is not is don't take a decide that the course the course huh can't think of the words Hmm. the path you're going to take is set in stone right you don't you're not making a decision that you have to stick with for five years and then decide whether or not to change it's very organic yeah it'll change spot in the middle right yeah you're right there shannon stick with it for a little while so you know and if you can i suppose maybe you help clients with this figure out how to measure the success before you start it i mean come up with some metrics so that you can evaluate with things like branding and marketing right right so oh there's all kinds of metrics Mm -hmm. and again that's another learning curve though right so one of the things i like to another question i like to ask uh people is you know what have you done in the past that you're really proud of and this could be for anybody listening even if you're not a business owner so Mm -hmm. you know what are you most proud of and I remember, you know, being asked this years ago at some, I don't know, it wasn't an icebreaker question, but it was one of those kind of thought-provoking moments. And my answer, I don't think, has changed over the years. I'm really proud. I mean, you know, set aside family and all that, set aside the personal stuff, but business-wise, I'm proud of the leadership roles I've taken on, and I'm proud of my volunteer contributions. So, and then ask maybe what you regret. And you get all kinds of fun answers with that one. Are you going to share? No. <laughs> no, why don't one of you take the... You're the host. I, I bet listeners would love to hear what y'all regret. I well, I can tell you one of the things that I regret is that um, that I didn't just take my own advice that I gave. That I've spent a lot of time <laughs> flitting between um, possibilities and never really going into it. And I'm thinking in terms of uh, marketing and stuff, you know, like I'll be like, oh, I should be on Facebook. I should be on Instagram. I should be on Twitter, you know, and like go instead of like really sticking with something for long enough to tell whether or not it's useful. Interesting. So would you overall say that maybe social media is a regret? Um, I wouldn't say overall it's regret. I would say that um, I I both put too much, um, uh, what's the word I want? I put, like, I gave it too much power and not enough, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Like, I expected it to do things, but I didn't actually work it in the way that it would be able to do anything for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I like that. While Janine's thinking of her regret, because let's, <laughs> let's hold her feet oh, to the fire. Okay. I can see yeah. her eyes are like, there's almost smoke coming out I'm of her ears right now. That's a good one. I, I'll tell you, I think that... Um, my regret would be constantly reworking things that were good enough 
Like there was oh, no yeah. reason for me to just keep working and then work. But I, I find that I will do that. And, you know, that could be perfectionistic, I guess, but I don't know why. I And there's that art of being busy that makes, I think back then it made me feel better to be busy than doing nothing, right. but that was totally, it was good enough and I should have just left it. I mean, because time is valuable. And, yes. You know, we can waste so much time. Right. Not, yeah, yeah. I thought of my regret. Oh, let's hear it. Are you ready? Oh, yes. I don't I can't remember when this was, but it was in the first five years of my business. Some salesman got a hold of me back when I answered the phone, and uh, he sold me for $1,000, which was a lot of money for me. And a new business owner. Wow. Uh -huh. <laughs> Advertisements at gas pumps in the posh part of town. <laughs> you can laugh, you can laugh. And I, <laughs> she's crying up. I got literally zero calls. <laughs> My target audience, people pumping gas. <laughs> wow. And it was, at least it was in a certain part of town, but yes. still, yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. What a shame. Well, and that just, I, that is so funny because, you know, we don't pump our own gas here. So I'm well, like, that would do, who would yes, even see that? Guy that guy would, would not make any money in Portland or in right. Oregon, right? Right. Wow. I'm happy you shared that, though, because actually that's a good lesson for a lot of people, That is right? a good. Yeah, that's going in her next PowerPoint, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> With her face. And maybe a gas pump next time. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Will that be unleaded or premium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't have a lot of regrets in general, I don't think. Uh, I sort of took a slow and steady approach to my business, I feel mm -hmm. like. Yeah, but who knows, it's probably just my perception. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that was a good one. Mm. And I tell people about it, obviously. Yes, I'm not, right. I'm embarrassed, but not ashamed. I've sure. never heard that before. You just don't remember. I don't think you've shared that either. <laughs> I don't think you've shared that I'm a, I'm, I think I'm, I would remember that. I'm siding with Shannon on this yeah. one. <laughs> I've shared it with my colleagues locally. I definitely have, have told them, like the newer organizers, mm -hmm. don't fall for this. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no problem, Janine. We wouldn't fall for that. I had a client who did, um, this is kind of in the same vein, she, put, um, she paid for advertising um, inside shopping carts at a, at a grocery store. Um, and the other, she didn't realize it would be a 50-50 split, so half of the little thing inside the shopping cart was her ad, uh, and the other half was wine, and she was a recovering alcoholic, so <laughs> oh, that, that oh, was not good, right? Not part of her branding. That, not part of her branding, not part of her personal, yeah. you know, um, oh. system, and uh, she just learned to always ask, right? Who else is on the page? How big is this? Yeah, what else? that's so a valuable lesson. It's a huge lesson, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice that you, that you get to hear all this stuff, Gerald, and, and we all get to benefit from it. Oh, everybody yeah. else's mistakes. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah. I have great clients. I, I love the people I work with. I really do. Yeah, that's nice. Well, this has been that's fun. Great. Hasn't this been fun? Time has this flown by. This has been by. very fun. Yeah. Did you think, are yeah. There, is there anything else that you wish we had, would ask you? No. Pointy points. <laughs> You're done. She's out of here. <laughs> no, I'm just, I wanted to say thank you. And um, if people have questions, I hope they'll write into the show and we can uh, answer questions at some point. I don't know, does, is that how it works? I'm not a blog, but show notes or yeah. social media, right? Yeah. Yeah, social media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can put your website on the show notes if you'd like, unless okay. there's a reason you wouldn't want that. 
No, I'm not living. I, I mean, I, yeah, that would be great. Okay. I'm not living in un, under an assumed identity, so <laughs> right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it is what your website is for. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. I, I, um, I've been looking forward to this, and it just is so fun to see how this is made and to talk to both of you live. It's really uh, glamorous. It's really very glamorous. glamorous. I'm impressed. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, are you guys doing something there that I don't know about? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> are you guys like have champagne or something? You know, we thought about doing a happy hour where we could all have a glass of wine on the air or two, um, but oh, we that decided be that we better not try that this go round. Yeah, probably not this time. Mm-hmm. I have a hard enough finding words when I'm stone cold sober. I don't think that alcohol would help. (laughs) Well, I don't know. There's like a little bit of a sweet spot where, you know, (laughs) it's helpful. It's the same with bowling. You know, it's like, (laughs) like I'm an awesome bowler about till one and a half glasses of beer in, Mm. and then it all goes downhill after that. (laughs) Because you mentioned bowling, I have to share a little story, which was that our chapter of NAPO had a bowling night earlier this year and and I was you know I didn't want well I just was very honest and I said you guys I'm a terrible bowler I'm happy to bowl I suck at it and to to demonstrate that I once scored 21 (laughs) and 10 frames and so okay so we and I get there a little late I went right to the bar and uh got a something and a drink and then it was my turn I bowled I think it was three strikes in a row. Oh, my <laughs> And they were like, what? Hey, you, you're just, what? They called me a ringer. And, and then right. like when then I finally didn't bowl a strike, and I sat down. And like, Janine, you have another ball. <laughs> you got your ball. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then it tanked completely after that. But it was really funny that I totally, <laughs> out of just pure luck. You scored more in your first frame than you did in an entire game. Yeah. <laughs> right. When I was in high school, right? Yeah. Love it. Do you All think right. many of your listeners drink while they're listening to this? Do you know? What are people doing out there anyway while they're listening to you guys? You're walking your dog. I walk my dog when I listen to y'all guys. And that's embarrassing because usually I'm cracking up. Shannon, when you when you had the snort laugh talking about Janine eating dog food instead of pistachios, <laughs> I made an idiot out of myself like in front of people walking their dogs because I could not stop giggling. I loved that episode, by the way. There, oh, my God. There was a bowl of kibble oh, on yeah, the counter. last night. Last night. And Geraldine's like, pistachio? <laughs> I said, where's Shannon when we need her? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah, so I hope if anybody is enjoying alcohol while listening to our podcast, they let us know. Yes. That yeah. What's your favorite What's your favorite good enough beverage? You're, you're mean, telling people to tell us that? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been limited in my beverage drinking ability of late. You so. still on the painkillers? I'm not anymore, but... Um, I'm taking enough Tylenol that mm. I need to go easy on my liver. Right. Yeah. Right. Good. Um, but this has been super fun. It did has. not require any painkillers. <laughs> okay. Yay! Glad to hear that. Thank you, Shannon and Janine, for having me. Thank you. Thank for you, Geraldine. Talking with us, Geraldine. This is super useful, and we would like to hear from our audience members. What do you think? Where do you get stuck if you're trying to start a business 
uh, you can let us know on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com. You can share on social media. We're on Twitter at GTG Enough. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Getting to Good Enough. And uh, you can also leave us a voicemail on the hotline at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams and Geraldine Thomas in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> and we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. Did you eat a dog kibble pistachio last night? No. <laughs> she cried. She cried, though. <laughs> Bix, I hand-fed Bix all of them to keep them from Janine one by one.